I am uh, I'm currently living in an abandoned hospital in rural Tennessee. <laughs> um, there's a lot of questions to be had there. <laughs> Please ask. I am uh, doing a rotation for general surgery in a rural hospital in Livingston, Tennessee. And as part of this, they had a place for me to stay 15 minutes north in Salina, Tennessee. And uh, so I am currently staying in a old doctor's lounge from a hospital that they are trying to get back on its feet. Well, you're just living in an old doctor's lounge? I'm literally living. <laughs> you're just squatting in the break room from Scrubs? Now, this is not that uncommon. Hospitals will usually have places for traveling doctors, especially rural ones. But there is th an entire wing of this hospital that is empty, and I am downstairs just hanging out across from the place where they keep the towels. That's so just living weird. in a Silent Hill video game. Yes. Just, just kind of yes. enjoying that. That's so I'm going to get hostiled or um, sawed, or both, if I'm lucky. Well, on the plus side, you'll have uh, the rest of eternity to get to know all the other ghosts. So that'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, rural Tennessee hospital, you got to have some good ghosts there. I mean, there's some good Confederate ghosts roaming around. Apparently, the only ghost is a night nurse who once worked here who had narcolepsy and she would pass out while charting and this was like in the 80s and 90s so that's the only ghost so far that i've been told about i'm sure they've i'm, I'm sure, sure pyramid more. head is they're saving that <laughs> one for later you legit should just set up cameras and then uh record daily Send me the footage. I'll chop it together. It'll be the new Blair Witch. We'll be good to go. No, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Your final moments will be captured, though. You'll be a star. You'll be like Grizzly Man, <laughs> but for doctors. The fact that you have old <laughs> acting credits will just get, lend a credence. It'll go crazy. You know, I, I see where you're going with this, and I appreciate that you're going there. I really I really want the best for you, but... Listen, as a as a as 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 my part of my mental health, these last few rotations, I've decided there is a loving God and there is a light for me at the end of this. So, um, <laughs> I didn't do this out of choice. I did this because I had no choice. So, uh, Inshallah, brothers. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna I wanna say one more thing about this town. Uh, there's a bar in it called Shakey's, and uh, they're the kind of place that just like hands you a beer, and it's like not even like that cold or open, and uh, it's you know thick with smoke, and it's just horrible. But um, they don't accept credit cards, but they have an ATM in the back, and the ATM just gives you a piece of paper that has like five check marks on it, and that's how many beers it's good for. And then so after oh. you like <laughs> run it for twenty dollars, you then take your like token up to the bar, and that's how many beers you get. They created a David Buster's economy, but for booze? What the fuck? And this is in a converted like single wide trailer. None right. of the things I'm saying Hold I'm on. making up. Let me this open is up a screenplay document here. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about this town that you're definitely not going to get murdered in. Definitely not. <laughs> it's amazing. My favorite thing about the South is there's always some new horrifying thing I didn't know about. Somehow, it still exists. <laughs> uh, this town, is it like deep in the mountains and there's only like one or two ways in and out? There's no traffic lights. Yes, excellent. Uh, yeah. Is there is there like one line that runs the electricity something that'd be easy to be taken down in a, in a storm of a, some sort perhaps? 
I mean, I think I think this hospital has an emergency generator. I think there was a law oh, about that. Oh, yeah. no, it there absolutely it does because then when the light, otherwise you don't get the the flickering light effects when Pyramid Head is chasing you through the hallways. Dude, has to have a generator. Get, yeah. When and the lights flicker, believe me, like they're not on <laughs> consistently. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I have this recorded for when I go back to write the horror movie about this. The kids are gonna be like, "There's, there, there's zombies outside. Their faces are rotting. Their teeth are falling out." And I'll just be like, "Yeah, dude, it's meth. Like, it's yeah, a serious it's problem. Just, it's just, it's just the fucking south. It's just New Yorkers who think this is a horror movie. And they're just in the south." <laughs> Welcome to Delmanopolis. This is Brad. Everyone looks forward. Uh, I am Brad at Fizz for Shizzle. I am Nathan at Mark's Madness Pod. Rob won't be joining us this week. Uh, I woke up Monday. I, I went to see if Rob wanted some coffee, but he was just gone. You know, phone, wallet, keys, headphones, all of them gone. Laptop gone. Uh, and the only thing that was left behind that I could get anything out of, uh, he, he left a dog-eared copy of Eat, Pray, Love next to a Fodor's Guide to Eastern Europe. And the only clothes that were missing were his Polish clothes and track pants. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. And hopefully he'll be back soon. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Rob had a medical emergency. So it is not COVID related. No. Or rather, I should say it's not COVID. It's COVID related in that it probably would have gotten fixed before it turned into an emergency situation if it were not for COVID shutting everything down. So I'm not sure when he'll be back. We're hoping he'll be back next week. But we're kind of waiting to see on that one. Uh, but yeah, R Rob was really frustrated to miss this one. Um, he's been doing a lot of writing, he had a bunch of content developed. And uh, I actually went to see, because I was like, all right, well, let me see if I can use some of his notes. Um, so I went and checked his room. And he just has a whole wall dedicated to his notes. And I'll be honest, I couldn't really understand it. It was just covered with unrelated pictures. And, and the whole thing is just like connected together with red twine. And all leads back to the center. And in the center, there is one note I could read. And it was just circled like six or seven times. It just said in all caps, CD's nuts. And I don't I don't know how to use that. So <laughs> I think you just have. Uh, the prestige. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll still draw. Prayers up uh, for Pod Dad. Growing up in the South, uh, as I was telling Nathan beforehand. I got to hear a lot about the Confederacy because I knew my great-grandparents and they were convinced we were related to Robert E. Lee. We're not. And uh, so after a while, you get to know the Confederacy better than you have ever wanted to because they never shut the fuck up about it. Uh, Robert E. Lee was talked about more positively and frequently than 90% of my family members. So I, I, at a certain point, uh, you, you, you glom on to historical figures that fucked over the Confederates and Montgomery Meigs is number one on my list outside of Grant. Grant's a piece of shit, though, so it's easier to like Meigs. So this dude was the quartermaster general for the Union. So all those stories about how the Civil War was won partly because the Union had more men and they had more money and they had more industry, 
and also because they had the best logistics. That was all Meigs. The uh, the best the best story I remember reading about Meigs was that um, he was haranguing Sherman because the mules were dying too fast, and he was like, "Well, I've calculated how much they can go on average and how much they can carry to get there. So if they're not doing what I thought they should do, that means you're not using them correctly, William Tecumseh. So maybe <laughs> fix your shit." That's how much of a badass he was. He basically told Sherman to get his shit together. <laughs> uh, but and he pre-war, he was uh, in the military as well. He went to West Point with all these other douchebags. And he actually built the Capitol building, the dome and the wings of the Capitol, the United States Capitol building. Montgomery Meeks built that. Like he oversaw the construction of all of that. But the reason, that's all cool. That's just all window dressing for why he's awesome. The reason I love him is because... He was quartermaster general during the Civil War for the Union. And at a certain point, they started running out of cemetery space for all the bodies because Civil War was incredibly bloody. And they didn't have any place to bury the soldiers in and around D.C. anymore, so they scouted new locations. And Meigs settled on a solution that solved a bunch of problems at once because the best location was actually Robert E. Lee's property because it was high, <laughs> it didn't flood. And Robert E. Lee, for those who don't know, literally owned uh, pretty much all of the area just across the river from D.C. That was almost all of that used to be his property. And so Meigs went, okay, well, we'll start burying soldiers there. At the time, a few people uh, tried to convince him not to or to do it on the fringes. And instead, he made sure to bury Union officers in the flower beds. And uh, Robert E. Lee's son at one point came by to look at it and said, well, if we disinterred the bodies, I'm sure we could take our land back. Meigs, hearing this, redoubled his efforts and made sure that there was thousands of people buried on the property by the time the war ended. <laughs> Why? Because fuck Robert E. Lee. Explicitly, to fuck Robert E. Lee over. Because the one thing he didn't want, because he knew there was a good chance when the war ended, Robert E. Lee was going to get off largely scot-free. He was like, there's no Which fucking way that motherfucker's coming back to his property. So he made sure that it was politically impossible for Robert E. Lee to ever get his property back. So... Uh, post-war, Robert E. Lee couldn't return. His son sued the United States government, took it all the way to the Supreme Court, saying that it was illegal to seize that property. Uh, Meigs the entire time fought it as like, no, fuck you. This is a now very important cemetery. You're not touching it. And so they gave just the house back to Robert E. Lee's son, and then Meigs turned around and just bought the house off him. Just the house. All the property is already gone. The house is still there, by the way. That's Arlington National Cemetery. That is Robert E. Lee's former plantation. Is now Arlington National Cemetery, built by Montgomery Meigs to fuck over Robert E. Lee. His house still exists on the property. You can see it. Uh, that's the only Confederate thing on there that should stand. They, at one point, the fucking Daughters of the Confederacy, managed to get a, a Confederate soldier monument put on there, which is just absolutely disgraceful, and it shouldn't exist. But every other part of that property was built up by Meigs. It's fucking amazing. He went on later to build the uh, national, what is now the National Building Museum as well. It used to be the Civil War Pension Building, which is cool as fuck. So, yeah, Montgomery Meigs, an actual incredibly dope general from the Civil War. If you need someone to fucking stand from the Civil War, he's a far better choice than all of these racist fuckwits the South loves. And originally born in Georgia. Hey. Montgomery Meigs, a messy bitch who loved drama. Oh, yeah. His <laughs> son died during the war, and he was convinced that... Um, he had been killed after he surrendered and to, and everybody was like, there's no proof of that. And to his deathbed, he was like, yeah, I don't trust those motherfuckers. 
Like, you know, yeah. it, and the great thing, he's from Georgia, and instead, when we put our Civil War heroes on the side of Stone Mountain, uh, we pick three people that weren't even from Georgia. So, uh, <laughs> fuckers. Absolute cuck move. God. Can I tell a good Civil War story since we're here and since you're from yeah, Florida? Yeah, absolutely. We're shitty Southerners. Oh. Like, this is, like, yes. Brad, you, you grew up with the same shit like oh, I did, too, right? Not we're like, only yeah. did I grow up with this, but I am descended from one John C. Calhoun, uh, former <laughs> oh, vice president, no. senator from South Carolina, whose it. statue was torn down today. And let me tell you, to everyone listening, to all of our millions of fans out there, especially in Charleston, South Carolina, I give my consent for that statue to go. I have final legal <laughs> saying on this. Throw that shit into the bay. I don't give a fuck. All right, let me tell you a funny story about Sherman. This is a good story. Brett, yeah. this is for you. Rob, wherever you are, I hope you You know this. I love a good Sherman story. Oh, yeah. So Sherman's first, one of his first postings after West Point was going down to Florida. This war was going nowhere. They were fighting the Seminoles. Um, eventually, what they learned was that every summer they would just stop fighting and the Seminoles would say, yeah, we surrender. And the troops would be like, hey, we won. And then winter would come and the Seminoles would just start fighting again. There was nothing to them. Like at one point, they their their chief surrendered, and then a few months he just left and started fighting again. Like they didn't, they just didn't understand <laughs> this concept of surrender. And so finally, Sherman uh, said, "I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of Florida. I'm getting the fuck out of here." And he decided to um, just burn all their crops down and kill all their livestock. And then they surrendered. So following this this conclusion to this war, Sherman um, got a, a sweet gig. Uh, in a nice little resort town. And what would happen is all these drunk boys had gone up to Tennessee to fight Native Americans up there, and on the way they would say they lost their horse, and in this time they were volunteers, they were going up, and so they would get a free horse from the government. But this was, you know, like, oh, I lost 10 horses, it was really terrible, I fought so many Indians, blah, blah, blah. And so Sherman went to this little resort town to see who was really lying about these horses, and it was a totally sweet gig, and he hiked around, and he just relaxed and had a good time. Uh, this town was called Marietta, Georgia. It is right north of Atlanta. And so when Sherman came in, and Kennesaw Mountain is the mountain there, when Sherman came in to march on Atlanta, they had set up their lines all along Kennesaw Mountain, and Sherman knew those lands better than any of them, and he knew how to get around it. So just like a nice little, you know, hey, I killed all the Seminoles. I, I, I hated Florida so much, I figured a way to get out of it. I learned how to wage total warfare on a population that won't surrender. And the reason I know your defenses is because one time I was here making sure you dumb racist hicks weren't defrauding the government for horses that you said were killed fighting Native Americans in Tennessee. My favorite little war story. Huzzah! <laughs> By the way, this is why I like Meeks better, because I don't have to do the, like, well, first he killed a ton of indigenous people, yeah. and but then also, he killed the racists. <laughs> it's like, it ah! is, Sherman did, I mean, he did do Sherman's a, a whole Mao thing for a minute, and uh, and killed all the landlords. And and that was, I mean, we, we have to acknowledge when a guy does a good thing. I'm just saying, he might be a shithead, but <laughs> when he, when he, Sherman he got just, to the coast, when Sherman got to the coast, he broke up all the uh, the landowners and gave land to the African free, newly freed African American slaves. It was yes. he didn't care. He was like, "Do what you want." Now Sherman really, really, really hated Native Americans. Yeah, um, yeah no, that that comes through. Yeah, <laughs> Super duper. Really, I mean, really when you pull when you pull a fucking Americans. Caesar on the locals, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, message received. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, African Americans, he was ahead of his time. Mixed bag for Sherman, but plus side is, <laughs> plus side is the best thing he did is completely and utterly demolish Atlanta and South Carolina. 
That's the part that people always forget. He didn't demolish Atlanta. That is a myth. He did destroy South Carolina. Like, he burned Columbia into ash, and then he scattered the ashes. But Atlanta was destroyed by the retreating Confederate armies who set their fucking ammunition train on fire because they didn't want the Union to get it. And it just so happens that when you set a train on fire full of ammunition, it fucking blows up. (laughs) And it... uh, you know, it just basically wiped out the entire town. And then Sherman what saw like a train track that hadn't melted and just wrapped it around a tree and left. A lot of Sherman apologia is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he definitely destroyed South Carolina, which considering they literally started the Civil War. Yeah, good. I don't know why they're still a state. They should have already been merged into North Carolina just to be greater Carolina. We don't want them. We have enough problems in North Carolina. No, I know you definitely do, and yet somehow South Carolina is still far worse. That's yeah, it's much worse. That is that is their nature. <laughs> they also, by the way, South Carolina was the one they tried to secede from the Union earlier too. Yeah. Like that that wasn't even their first attempt. No, <laughs> was no. done by my great 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 grandfather as part of the Nullification <laughs> Act. I, I, it's why he left the vice presidency and went back to the Senate. <laughs> Uh, John C. Calhoun's most famous quote, slavery is not a necessary evil. It is a beneficial good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh. Really glad In I case anybody ever claims he wasn't racist, like Jesus. Yeah. As, as, as you have two people here on the podcast who literally have Confederates in their history. Yeah. Fuck them. They're a bunch of losers. They deserved, they're fucking terrible racist pieces of shit. The people who still stand are terrible racist pieces of shit. And it's such a delight, genuine delight, every time I see another one of those fucking statues go down. So I, I love all of it. I hope we're also going to change all the goddamn high schools called Robert E. Lee High School that are always in fucking black neighborhoods. So that would be the next step. So uh, hopefully we'll get on that one and take down that fucking Confederate monument in Arlington. That one actually really pisses me off. There should not be a goddamn Confederate monument in the National Cemetery. If you're a traitor, you don't get a fucking gravestone. And then we're going to go down to Georgia. And we're going to scrub uh, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson and Jefferson Davis from the side of Stone Mountain. And we're going to put Big Boy and Andre 3K on there. Can I get a (laughs) hell yeah? I think someone someone on Twitter posted the meme, but it was best. But it was just like, statue tear down final boss. It was just a picture of Mount Rushmore. And I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I'm on board. Let's go. (laughs) Other thing going on besides... Uh, the uh, really amazing ongoing Black Lives Matter protests and the defund the police shit, which like, oh, is working. Yeah. <laughs> it, not yes. only is it, it, it's working. It's so nice to see the full solidarity too, where everybody is like, listen, we all have our disagreements, but we can all agree, fuck the police. And that has absolutely been the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the police are doing their usual job of encouraging everyone to hate them even more. So it's so nice to see people keeping up the pressure because shit keeps moving. It's awesome. That said, the cops have switched back to doing their usual thing, which is <laughs> I don't know how this started or why it started, but they are obsessed with the place that they get victimized most is at the fast food place. <laughs> right? Like whenever I'm picking up my burger, that's when I'm victimized the most as a police. And she's like, what the fuck, guys? So first, the NYPD came out and claimed uh, that they were poisoned at the Shake Shack with bleach in their milkshakes, which, like... That sounds like a band name. Like, panic at the disco. Poisoned at the Shake Shack. Poisoned at the Shake Shack. (laughs) 
Uh, I wish Rob was here. Rob literally got poisoned at that same chick shack. <laughs> I got like a really bad food poisoning. He was like, he heard, he was like, there's no fucking way. I've been there. The fucking health department investigated it afterwards. There's no way they got poisoned That's, at that one. I guarantee well, it. To be clear, that is the medical emergency. Like Rob got poisoned at the same time as these these brave officers. <laughs> and had no because he's a cop. Yes. Rob is a cop, isn't he? Just say it. Like Rob's a cop. <laughs> he himself CIA. has said it multiple God damn times. It. That's a different thing. They claimed they claimed they fucking got bleach in the milkshakes, which like patently absurd for so many reasons. One, you taste the bleach. Two, what fucking idiot would attack the cops that way? Literally nobody. Nobody's Green. working bleach there is doing that. Do anything to you anymore? There's there's no unless they unless somebody had like laboratory grade bleach that they had gotten from somewhere. Like just buying a thing over the counter will do nothing to you. If your child drinks bleach right now, we tell them to drink water. Wait. Wait, you, oh no! Just puke you it up. Could, you tell me I can drink bleach right now, Brad. I'm telling I mean, you, Trump, Trump told people a, to drink bleach. Trump so. said it, and he was right. It will. God, that's what I'm worried <laughs> about. Is that that might be a valid thing? Come on, it's not giving. No, I mean that. it won't. It won't do anything. It's just like commercial bleach is so weak, right? But it for the does obvious reason, stink like shit. I have. It does. I've, yeah. I've smelled it, and I have a hard time believing that, like, if you poured enough of it in my Shake Shack milkshake that I could grab it and go, oh, this is totally normal, and not smell the fact that I smell like a public swimming pool. Yeah, weren't they just, like, lactose intolerant? Like They just <laughs> like, got the runs. Yeah, that's the end of the story. Is the next day they were like, yeah, that's not true. They just got fucking diarrhea from Shake Shack, which, like, welcome to everyone's experience with Shake Shack, guys. This isn't new. <laughs> like, it's like, as somebody with IBS, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah, like, <laughs> I drink PBR. That stuff gives me the shits all the time. I don't think some, like, guy in Richmond is trying to Poison me. It's a good thing none of them ate Chipotle during that fucking poisoning <laughs> epidemic. God. And, and then, of course, you know, the next day is this uh, white woman cop crying about her McDouble because she couldn't see them prep it. Well, she was like, I could only take the coffee because I couldn't see them prep the food. And it's like, they still could have done something in your coffee, first off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've peed in so much coffee, I don't even know, you know. Oh, God. Just uh, <laughs> things I miss about working in the fast food industry. <laughs> Peeing in cop's <laughs> coffee. Yes, yes, cop listening to the show, your coffee. <laughs> and I eat a uh, lot of asparagus. It's so funny, though, because it's like it speaks to obviously they all think they're victims, but they genuinely believe this is the best example of them being victimized is that somebody might poison their food. Like they're a fucking feudal lord back in the day. <laughs> and if, if you don't have a food taster, oh. your ass is dead, cop. Do you know the best part of that story? And this is breaking news, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. She's not a cop. Yeah, what is she? I saw that she, last night. What is she? She answers phones at the sheriff's department. Oh, fuck Amazing. Off. Oh, my God. She's the enlisted wife of cops. That's so good. <laughs> oh, that explains so much then. The crying over, surface, over service issues is like a go-to enlisted wife move. So 100% buy that one. God, that's amazing. Everything associated with cops uh, is either brutally horrifying or just so fucking dumb you can't help but laugh. Usually it's it's kind of both uh, because they're giant illiterate brutes who fucking don't know how to speak or walk straight or not shit their pants. Apparently, Apparently. that's a huge problem. Is that just because people are refusing to allow them to use their bathrooms during these protests, <laughs> which is pretty fantastic <laughs> and true? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... 
Babs was on the show a few episodes ago, and since then she got arrested. Yeah. And while they were in the police van, they all made fun of a cop because he shit his pants. There's an epidemic <laughs> of pants shitting in the NYPD. <laughs> Seventh largest military in the world. They can't buy these guys Pepto? What the fuck is going on? They're all eating at Shake Shack. This is the problem. <laughs> Pack your goddamn lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so absurd and it keeps happening. I love it. There is a massive walk off from the Atlanta Police Department happening tonight. Oh shit. Good. Fuck yeah. It's uh LAPD is having similar issues where they literally can't pay overtime, which Yeah. LAPD gets uh over a billion a year in funding. That's so, insane. I don't know how it's possible that you can't afford overtime. I'm assuming it's the grenade launchers you put in schools Tanks. or you your your weird PR thing where you guys had a Lamborghini for a while, like uh, I'm guessing I, one of those. But don't forget their fleet of Teslas, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the, yeah the untouched electric cars that they have. They're woke <laughs> cops. These are the softest fucking fascists anyone has ever seen. So keep up the pressure, and they're all crumbling. So literally you, in Atlanta right now, Zone Six is radio silence on the uh, police scanner. Zone Six is like East Atlanta. That's where, you know, Walk a Flock of Flame is from. <laughs> Hell yes. It's awesome. Uh, I can, I've had two experiences with Atlanta cops. One time they pulled a gun on me, and the other time they tried to plant a crack pipe. So Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like the whitest like looking white guy at the white party. Uh, yeah, you look like a white southern bro. Yeah, I look like a Republican like junior member of Congress. Like I look like Matt <laughs> Gates's drinking buddy. And they tried to plant drugs on you. Oh, yeah, it was funny. Uh, somebody, I walked on someone robbing my house. I was 21, and uh, I, I chased the guy out with, like, a knife, and he was, like, some kid. And uh, so I called the cops because I was a 21-year-old bitch, and the cops came and started going through my roommate's drawer, and they found his, like, $12 bowl he got from Spencer's that, like, light up, lights up, <laughs> you know, and changes color when you use it. Yeah. And the cop was like, what is this? And I'm like, I have no idea, officer. Never seen it before in my life. And the officer like, this is a crack pipe. And I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm from Cobb County, and I know that's not a crack pipe, bitch, please. It fell out of the guy's pocket. What do you want me to say? Like, while he was robbing us, he left that. Eat shit. Amazing. <laughs> what was the gun thing? Oh, God. I was, I was coming home from set. It was like 3 in the afternoon, and I made a right-hand turn onto a street that I can't make a right-hand turn on. And I was listening to my music, and like I was just you know like having a great time, you know, slowly rolling down this street, Edgewood. And uh, I was stopping at all the stop signs, and everyone was like waving to me. And I'm like, hey, I'm waving back. Like It's my little neighborhood. And they were actually pointing at the cop car that had been following me for like a mile that I hadn't noticed. And so I pulled over like in the neighborhood in Inman Park, which is a very nice neighborhood in Atlanta. And this cop came out, gun drawn, screaming, hands up, hands up. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, this is it. And so I had my hands <laughs> up out the window. And he's screaming, like, where are your drugs? Where are the drugs? And I'm like, I don't have any drugs. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> like, I had just gotten off set. And so there are all these clothes in the back seat. He's like, are there drugs under the clothes? And I was like, no, there's no drugs. <laughs> and he was like, damn. He was like, damn, man. You sure you ain't got any drugs? And I'm like, yes, officer, there are no drugs it was like, was like i'm sorry you just, you just you just wouldn't stop and i was like well i'm stopping all the stop signs i just didn't see you and he's like yeah no but you never know and like then he got really like you know what? friendly and uh but then like as i was having this conversation with him like this gay couple walked by walking their dog and they're like you don't have to say shit to him honey it's fine don't say anything and uh <laughs> God, so like the, 
yeah, oh, I love Atlanta. And uh, and then finally the cop, like after he wrote me my $185 ticket for turning left or making a right-hand turn on a no term after three lane, um, was just walking away. He's like, so you sure you ain't got any drugs? And I'm like, yeah, I, I promise you there's no drugs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I've said was no this when you were coming times, back from the set of One Tree the, Hill? Yeah, maybe the seven times the charm. Oh, what an amazing police force. Uh, such such a disappointment if they were all forced to resign in disgrace. There was a great uh there's a great story someone told me. He was a cop in Atlanta and he was he was like total disgrace to the force type guy. He was just there for the pension. But like he said in like 2000 these guys were trying to serve a warrant on a Friday night in Atlanta. These two cops were trying to be heroes and they figured out the guy they were trying to serve this warrant on was at a Waffle House in Buckhead at like three in the morning and a Waffle House in Atlanta on a Friday or Saturday night after midnight is nowhere you want to, well, I mean, or you do want to be, but like everyone in there is armed. So these two cops bust right through the door and pull their guns and like, police hands up and everyone pulls a gun on them. <laughs> <laughs> The like, Waffle House is sacred ground. Yeah, you don't. It, it's yes. like the sun. It's like the Sunday truce. You don't fucking Waffle House. And Seriously, like, even you like, really don't. Yeah, the line cooks are pulling guns, like you know. <laughs> and so the cops, the two cops, are apparently just like, "All right, okay, well, our our fault. Uh, nothing to see here. <laughs> just trip <laughs> away." <laughs> oh, fuck God. Anyone who doesn't understand Waffle House culture, <laughs> just come on, enjoy Seriously, it. Seriously, you don't, you genuinely, you don't fuck with Waffle House. You like don't. that's that's written in blood. Yeah. You don't fuck with it. Yeah, like someone uh, tries to rob a Waffle House, will get jumped by everybody in there, and then they'll all calmly go back to eating their food. The people who work at Waffle House are better under pressure than literally all the troops I know. It's incredible because <laughs> they just deal with insane bullshit night in and night out. It's unbelievable. Definitely better under pressure than any fucking cop. Any. There was there was one. And better uh, at talking people down. Like oh, yeah. they, they can de-escalate anything. There was one uh one episode of Hell's Kitchen, or I, I don't know, whatever some cooking show with Gordon Ramsay is, where like one of the contestants was like a Waffle House line cook. And she couldn't really make anything, <laughs> but man, she could do it fast. And like, you know, it like, rolls. That is that is the Waffle House promise, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's not going to be really what you thought it was, but it'll come out quick. No, but like she could make it was just she she he would like you know bark out these orders and he'd be with her. like I need fifteen of this one thing. And she's like, got it. Boom, boom, boom. It's done. And he <laughs> loved her so much that he like paid for her to go to culinary school. And she didn't win, but he's like, you know what? I got you, fam. And she's like, thanks, sweetie. Again, that's what they burned down a fucking Wendy's. They didn't burn down a Waffle House. No so, one you know. has ever burnt down a Waffle House. Yeah, you saw the Atlanta protesters like protecting the Waffle House in uh right near CNN Center. Waffle House is a sacred space. Everyone knows this. Hell yes. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, this is Brad Rillow's board. We had Brad at Fizz Fishizzle, and we had Nathan at Mark's Madness Pod, um, which you should check out. They're in the middle of doing a reading of Black Reconstruction by W.E.B. Du Bois, um, which is a fantastic book and super relevant since you're learning all about how the South is still terrifying. <laughs> Which wasn't the intent for the episode, but here we, we are. We just did a whole episode of the Confederacy, didn't we? God damn it. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's in the news. And as someone who literally had to grow up hearing about this, good. I'm fine. I'm glad that knowledge finally was fucking useful and uh, was during a period of positive feelings because all the Confederate monuments are coming down. So, hell yeah, I'll take it. Anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, we have back episodes on Patreon and feel free to join us in the Discord. All right, thanks, guys.